Hey, y'all. We hope you're enjoying today's show. Um, we just wanted to come by and let you know a little bit of the information of where you can find and follow us. Yeah, so... If you click on the link in our Instagram bio, which you should be following us on Instagram at Hella Cheesement Podcast, it will take you to all the links to all of our platforms. The first one being uh, Patreon, which is the visual content to our episode. And you can subscribe to this for $8 a month and you get to see all the tea and partake in our visual activities. Yes. And so and just like Stephanie said, you can find everything in the bio on our Instagram page, as well as all of the other um, social media platforms we are on. Um, When you go to the Linktree platform, you can see our new uh, article with SD Voyager, links to Patreon, link to our TikTok, link to our YouTube channel, as well as all the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. At the bottom of that link tree, you'll also see icons that are also clickable for you to find us on all of the platforms that we've mentioned. Again, Patreon is the only platform that we have a subscription plan to. That's only $8 a month. And then everything else we provide for that we give for you all as far as content is free. Yeah. So go ahead and if you want to listen to us for free, it's at your Apple podcast, Mm -hmm. Google podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, you can watch, the, you can listen to the entire episode on YouTube, but you'll only get a portion of the visual. Like I said, we can uh, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, so utilize all the platforms and keep up with us on Instagram. Yep. And let's get back to the show. Bye, Familia. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court. Can't hang with the big dogs. Stay on the porch. Blow the whistle. Hey, pero no hay boda, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias, muchas novias. Hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra. Me la voy a llevar a todas pa un VIP, un VIP. Hey, saluden a Titi. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Hella Cheese podcast. My name is Dana, and I'm Stephanie. And we are y'all host. Welcome to the virtual meeting. Uh, we are clearly in the meeting room. We about to have a meeting in the, I was going to say meeting in the ladies room, but I guess this isn't really the ladies room. It's just the meeting room <laughs> for everybody. In the sala. In the sala. Um, how was your weekend? How are you doing, friend? I'm doing good. My weekend was um it was fun I had a good weekend mm-hmm. and um got to catch up with some friends I hadn't seen in a while on Saturday or one of the days this weekend and um yeah it was it was had some, uh, like a girl's night mm-hmm. had a good time um and then last night also went to like a dinner caught up with the friends and I had a good time yes yeah um so mine's was mine's was a little I was in the house majority of the time. So I was I've been feeling a little under the weather. Um I don't know if you can hear it or you can't. I have like a fever blister that's healing. So I look a little crazy. But um yeah, I spent it in the bed for the most part. Um Paris has been doing work on his salon. So I've been going and helping him a lot with um, getting everything set up. I've been building shelves and drawers and cabinets and shit, um, which, you know, I don't know how I've become this like handy dandy Bob the Builder, want to like help build shit. I don't know where I get that from, but um, that has definitely been my life over the last couple of days i've also been talking a lot about like doing work in the house as things have been changing and like you know just Mm -hmm. um doing more things to improve the spaces that we are in because you know it's it's needed um is that what it is like nesting um (laughs) you know just wanting to 
I just want a different look on the space. I'm very much so like my auntie who loves to uh, change her living room around at even given, if any given moment. Springtime, it looks different. Wintertime, it looks different. Christmas and all the holidays. She'd be up there just decorating her space. And I feel like that's who I'm going to end up being like when as I get older. that's good though because it keeps your like the vibes flowing right like feng shui kind of ish like everything's Yes. energy like just flowing and it feels fresh Yes, yes, yes. So um, as we move on to get into today's conversation, I just want to say that um, we'll probably be going back and forth in this virtual setting uh, for a little while because we have uh, some things changing in my our personal lives um, that will... Uh, then put us in a space to where we'll have to do either virtual or we'll switch to doing in person, um, you know, on and off. But always, you'll always have uh, as much as we can to make sure you have a new episode every week and you have, uh, you'll see us in the space and, you know, we will um, make sure to stay on schedule as best as we can. Um, as we are navigating through the newness uh, that is coming in our lives. <laughs> um, Yes, so, very yes, very exciting things. Um, so with that being said, um, wait, sign up. So have you been on social media as of lately? exciting. Kind of. So Why? have you been seeing these videos circling of Drake? No. Girl, Drake got his dingling on the internet, allegedly. Yes, girl. So um Where can I you find this <laughs> Once it gets to the internet, <laughs> it becomes a whole thing, right? And I don't know. I don't believe it's him, first of all. Second of all, I just, you know, Twitter or X or whatever you call it becomes such a place where people go and they, it's just so scandalous, you know? But
So, so yes. Um, so we're about to get into the main cheese made topic. Um, we're going to take a small break and we'll be right back. Hey y'all. We hope you're enjoying today's show. Um, we just wanted to come by and let you know a little bit of the information of where you can find and follow us. Yeah. So if you click on the link in our Instagram bio, which you should be following us on Instagram at Hella Cheese Podcast, it will take you to all the links to all of our platforms. The first one being uh, Patreon, which is the visual content to our episode. And you can subscribe to this for $8 a month and you get to see all the tea and partake in our visual activities. Yes. And so, and just like Stephanie said, you can find everything in the bio on our Instagram page, as well as all of the other um, social media platforms we are on. Um, When you go to the Linktree platform, you can see our new uh, article with SD Voyager, links to Patreon, link to our TikTok, link to our YouTube channel, as well as all the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. At the bottom of that link tree, you'll also see icons that are also clickable for you to find us on all of the platforms that we've mentioned. Again, Patreon is the only platform that we have a subscription plan to. That's only $8 a month. And then everything else we provide for that we give for you all as far as content is free. Yeah. So go ahead and if you want to listen to us for free, it's at your Apple podcast, Mm -hmm. Google podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, you can watch, the, you can listen to the entire episode on YouTube, but you'll only get a portion of the visual. Like I said, we can uh, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, so utilize all the platforms and keep up with us on Instagram. Yep. And let's get back to the show. Bye, Familia. All right. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Hello She's Made podcast. Um, as we mentioned, we have a guest today that we are very excited about. Um, I'm going to let Stephanie kick us off and then we'll dive right in. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different, like we mentioned earlier, remote. Um, but we wanted to introduce um, our guest, Dana Tuckworth, um, host of the Hilariously Unemployed podcast aka the big speaker mm-hmm. um so we were gonna um, start off today with um mentioning it's february and that means it's the month of love and recognizing black history here on the cheese my podcast we have kicked off the month by having a conversation with alexandria scoby um about the importance of diversity equity and inclusion in the workplace and today we're speaking with nationally recognized public speaker, DEI consultant, culture and engagement strategist, and fantastic podcast host, like I mentioned, uh, Dana. And thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you all for having me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and then like how you got started and um, all the good things. And then we'll just let it flow from there. Yes. So thank you so much for the introduction, but I will introduce myself to you all again. I am Dana Duckworth, aka The Big Speaker. I have a background that started in multifamily housing. So I used to be a landlord, y'all. And I know a lot of people can get back landlords, but we were not big and we were not bad. It was just little old me. (laughs) So I have 14 years of experience in property management where I worked either on site Um, supporting teams, or I was a supplier partner. Mm -hmm. So later on in my career, I supported the multifamily housing with digital ad sales. So your websites that list your communities, right? And flash forward to the murder of George Floyd, I was working inside of an organization and something was just not the same for me that day. Uh, I would say that my passion really started to outperform my profession at that time because I knew I had to be doing more. So from there, I founded a Black employee resource group inside of that organization. It really took off. And then I started to oversee the other employee resource groups and create them. And then I became a culture and engagement strategist for that organization. Then their DEI champion supporting all of their needs when it comes to DEI. And then flash forward to the name of my podcast, Hilariously Unemployed. I ain't got no job, y'all. I was laid <laughs> off. So now I do all of those things that I was doing for them, for myself, in my own brand. Nice, nice. So um, so the way I, and I, t- I know I told you this. Uh, so how I found you was actually on LinkedIn. 
Um, Cause I have my own uh, layoff story situation uh, that I went through as well. And um, that's when I came across your uh, Hilariously Unemployed podcast. And so I think for me, one of the things that I think about is the, um, how it's, it was like DEI and that was one of the roles that I was laid off from and, uh, but not the first time, but the second time that I've been laid off in a DEI role. Um, thinking about that and thinking about like your, your layoff story, tell us a little bit about that story and then kind of like, uh, that mindset you went into when, when you were laid off? Yeah. So I'm usually the one asking people to tell me their layoff story, but mm -hmm. I will tell you mine gladly. <laughs> so my expiration date for my last company was June the 30th of 2023. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the last time I was getting a paycheck deposited into my account on a regular basis. Um, but I worked for that organization for almost four years. And we had gone through a couple of rounds of rifts, so yeah. reductions in force. Mm -hmm. We had gone through a couple of rounds and I was culture and engagement. So I was a huge part of making sure that post riff we still had that same company culture. It still was a great space for the employees. That was always my focus to make sure employees were satisfied inside of the organization. Mm -hmm. So survive one round, survive two rounds, survive three rounds. Mm -hmm. um, no, survive two rounds. They've mm -hmm. had a, a reduction in force since. But I thought that... I, you know, cause I'm working people ops adjacent. So a lot of times you get some, you know, preview of what is happening with the company beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this particular time I was actually off work and I started to get uh, slacks because people always think I know everything child. Cause I talk to everybody and I'm always in everybody's business. Mm -hmm. So they started to hit me up like, Hey, da da da, such and such just let go. Da, 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 did you know this? And I'm like, Oh man, so the word is out. So I hit my folks and I'm like, y'all, is there any copy or any messaging that we would like to put out? Because the rumor mill is starting, people are starting to talk. Mm -hmm. And um, I was all, yeah. they were like, would you like to chat? Do you? And I was like, oh. Said mm. so ain't so. So um, it actually, I, I'm a mother of twin boys. Oh. So it was actually their 15th birthday. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, oh, we were going to Dave and Buster's. And I done nosy myself into my layoff. They they probably were going to wait until Monday until I had returned. But I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So they did let me know the news um, at the end of March. So March 31st mm -hmm. is when I actually found out. But since I was so integrated in the company and doing so many things and had so many major projects going on at the time, I had a little roadway. Mm -hmm. So my um, actual termination date was not until the very end of June. Mm -hmm. And throughout that process of being in the organization, but also phasing out of the organization, I really struggled. Like mm -hmm. I'm a person that gives my all to whatever my role is. Mm -hmm. And I found that I had to compartmentalize my all. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to be front facing in that meeting. I don't want to lead this initiative. I'm not going to start any new projects. I can't talk to you about the long-term goals or what's happening next year. Mm -hmm. So I was always in this really conflicted state. And I knew that if I was having that struggle, Granted, I love the company that I work for. I still love them mm -hmm. um, and support them. And they're amazing folks, right? And they treated me really, really well. But if I was in that space as a person who had that roadway and had the extended time and understood, I knew that other people had to be feeling the impacts of these layoffs, whether they found out the same day and they were let go, or if they were in a situation like mine where they knew, but it's still all of this emotion emotional turmoil that you go through when you get that type of news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that you say that um so uh the the past company that I worked for was the first time that I experienced a layoff where they essentially was like, Yes, we're laying you off, but just because the same thing as you said, you're engulfed in so many projects, you're doing so much, we actually have to wait to actually put this into uh into effect until this date. So you'll be here until this day. And um I experienced the same thing of you know, um, A, people were like, just like you said, everybody knew who I was. And because of the role that I was in and connections is the number one uh, part of being a diversity, equity, inclusion 
anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, a lot of people knew who I was. I worked across, I was, I worked across so many teams, came across so many different people. So when layoffs started to happen, um, it was the same thing. It was like, did you, did you know the contingent workers or the temps and everything got laid off or getting laid off? And they were like, did you get laid off? I was like, girl, no, I ain't getting laid off. I'm like, I'm like, I got a two-year contract. Where do you think I'm going? I'm like, don't you know? Away from here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Did I know? You know, it was like, you know, all of that. And then um, same for me. My last day was March 30th. And, um, And it was hard to, it was hard to contextualize what that meant and still had a lot of work to do before I left. Mm -hmm. Like I had to essentially offboard myself to onboard my supervisor who was gonna take on the work that I, that she was doing and the work that I have been doing, Mm -hmm. you know? So I do hear and understand the nuances of being laid off, having to then, you know, process. And then people tell you, Oh, I'm, you know, if you don't want to do the work or if you don't want to be in this meeting, I completely understand. I'm like, baby, my integrity is intact. Like, if you want me to come back here one day or if I need another job or a reference, I don't want you saying nothing negative about me. <laughs> that part. <laughs> um, that part. And it's yeah, crazy. And I'm so committed to my work that it's like, okay, I do not want to wake up and log into this job because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have it in a few days. But Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about my work and my performance that I I had that struggle as well. Like, no, I'm not going to not kill it because I won't be here. But it was really hard for me, especially that first week because there was really no time off for me. And I was just like, I don't even know what I do now or what happens from here or like it was really a learning process of me trying to figure out how do I even navigate this space finding out that information on a Friday and then turning around on Monday and it's like okay I'm not going to be on any video calls because Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. eyes are puffy but what is it that I do now Mm -hmm. and that was really hard and for the people in HR who I work very close with for my manager her manager for them, it was like they wanted to make sure that I was so okay, that they mm-hmm. constantly asked me if I was okay. Yeah. And no, I'm not okay, but like, I don't know how to tell you to, are you okay? Because right. you not right. being okay is making me not okay. Exactly. So it's really a hard situation to be in. Yeah, yeah. Would you guys go to work and feel like resentment? Like, do you go, you know, like, and just like, the anxiety of like the date that's coming and stuff like that or how was how was that oh so for me I talk to my podcast guest about this all the time and a lot of times we don't have the words to really put in place when we're going through that situation but I had somebody who was like yeah I was angry and I was like thanks for saying it <laughs> yeah although we understand specifically people who are in people operations or HR or DEI, we understand this is a business decision, right? right? That doesn't take out the personal impacts that we feel. Like my life is changing. My bank account is changing. My health benefits are changing. I am the mother of children. So that whole thing is changing. So yes, I was angry. I was hurt. It was personal. I'm like, I thought I was that girl around here, but apparently not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Did you feel like that? uh, Yes, I'm sorry to laugh. It's not funny, but it is funny because no, but for real, you really be like for real. (laughs) Um, for me, um, resentment. Um, I felt resentment because I knew it was a business decision, right? And the harsh reality of it was for me was that. Um, it was not nothing personal. And so uh, there was two things that kept happening. Like, so I got laid off and I was like panically applying for jobs on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I would see, then, I mean, I mean, for the first, I want to say six months, always on LinkedIn for, and I mean like five or six hours a day applying for jobs, um, and then, and then the number of posts 
all day long, back to back, back to back, back to back, of seeing people talk about how they were laid off, seeing people talk about how they got hired and then was laid off the next day. <laughs> seeing I need to talk to those people for my podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's wild. Or they moved and then oh. they moved and relocated and then got hired and then got laid off. Um, and so it was triggering. It mm -hmm. was, it was definitely, you know, a sense of, you know, sadness and then like a down spiral of depression. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's kind of my next question of just asking about like, obviously we go through moments that are hard and, uh, you know, getting laid off with all of the, with that big change is hard, but talk, tell me a little bit about like how you like pull yourself together. And I don't want to say pull yourself up by your bootstraps because that is a whole triggering statement in and of itself. But mm -hmm. just talk me a little bit through like what that was like for you after going through the next steps of what's going on or what happened. Well, I put my Crocs in sport mode and uh, <laughs> I had to get through it. No, that. so for me, honestly, uh, all of those things that you said, right? You have mm -hmm. this immediate panic of, I want to start applying for jobs. So I found out the news in March. I'm already trying to get all of those things together, mm -hmm. applying for jobs and like literally constantly clicking that button, easy apply on LinkedIn because mm -hmm. some of those applications are a little bit too long, <sighs> but <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. But I really, I kind of, I, I kind of spiraled into that as well, where I felt like I had to have this immediate need to start applying and putting myself out there for roles that I felt I was qualified for, wasn't qualified for, was overqualified for, or wasn't even interested in. Mm -hmm. And throughout the month, so my my last employment date into June, throughout the month of July, I actually had surgery. So mm -hmm. it forced me to sit down. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person that is always on the go, always moving, always building, creating, doing something. So I think it kind of happened at a time where it was already in alignment for me to have to sit down. Mm -hmm. And I just had that time to think and reflect and figure things out for myself, but also to rest. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. I took every opportunity to nap mm -hmm. and to lay around and to take care of myself and my friends. They were like, hey, we gonna do this, we gonna do that, we got this, we got that, we got this. So they really rallied around me. But I think what happened was, as I was going through that process, I just kept thinking, if you're a people person, you're always a people person, right. how can I help other people through this? How can I help other people? Like, what can I be doing with this? And I talked to a friend who had been in one of the previous rounds of layoffs. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea on my heart forever, but I just didn't know how to execute it. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to her and we were talking about the fact that, of course, I was laid off and what I was trying to do. And she was saying how her unemployment benefits were about to run out because she had been laid off much longer than I. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I still haven't even told people like friends that I was laid off. I have I haven't put up the open to network banner on LinkedIn and, mm -hmm. you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, child, really? Because I'm shouting from the rooftop at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I've been in a situation where I didn't have a job for a long time and I didn't express it. And I think that was, of course, part of the problem. Mm -hmm. People didn't know. So people weren't trying to create that community around me. Mm -hmm. But I asked her, I was like, hey, I have this idea. I want to do this podcast. This is a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I want to be on, I want to do it on Friday. Will you be... <laughs> open to talk about, you know, kind of what's happened with us. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, I just don't know. I don't really put myself out there. Mm -hmm. And she did it. When I said it was so therapeutic for her and me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was amazing. And people showed up. So I do my podcast on LinkedIn Live. Nice. I do it on LinkedIn Live. It's an audio event. I like to keep it there because it allows people to raise their hand, come up on the stage and engage with myself and my guests. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on the podcast platforms the following day. Mm -hmm. So... The amount of people who were laid off, unemployed, <laughs> and found that or saw that and joined that event, mm -hmm. I know I was doing something right. Yeah, yeah. So every Friday from there, I continue to do that thing. Like, mm -hmm. literally, that podcast took over and transformed my life. It was very therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. As I would go through each episode, one, I would get a lot better at podcasting. Mm -hmm. 
people had always told me, you should have a podcast. You should speak more. You should talk. You should do this. And I'm like, I never want my voice recorded and hear it back. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so cringe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know y'all understand that all too well. Um, but as I was going through the process, it started to really help me. And then the community that was created around it, like people were reaching out. Thank you so much for this. You helped me with that. I hadn't thought about this idea. That's a great resource. That's a great tool. I really appreciate the show. You made me laugh. So I was like, oh, this is the thing that I had on my heart that I needed to do. And this is how I will help people. Granted, I started like, how can I help myself? But through that, I helped and impacted other people. So that became my life. Uh, <laughs> for every single Friday last year. Wow, it was a lot. <laughs> I can only feel imagine. like that's more. Do you feel like sorry, Dana? Do you feel like it's more like fulfilling and like you feel like I don't know. Yeah. fulfilled. It is. It is my calling, and is the thing that pays me the absolute least of all of the jobs that I have. But it is the thing that brings me the absolute most joy, and it's almost effortless for me to do it. I haven't started up season two yet, but it's almost effortless for me to do it on a Friday. I'm so happy to do it. I get on there and I do my rant. I don't really have to edit the podcast that much because I've gotten so natural in the space. I know my starts, my stops, my, you know, it is, it is what I'm meant to do mm. to help other people. And unfortunately, so many people have been impacted that I keep, I, I'm able to keep having episodes mm -hmm. because people keep being impacted by layoffs. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's not going to be something that's going to change anytime soon. Um, it, you know, the expectation is that, uh, especially like tech industries and things like that, they're going to keep going through stuff like this. This is not going to be something that's going to change or stop tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and then I think the other part of that is that you always know, um, when something's right by the response that you get, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to do a podcast before I met Stephanie. Um, and I, I asked two different people to do it with me and they never it never worked out. So then I got laid off in March. And then Stephanie, two months later, was like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, girl, you should ask me that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we could have been started this like two days ago, <laughs> like last year. <laughs> mm -hmm. um because you don't and then like immediately once we started to put the content out and started to work on it the response that we received was letting me know that we're doing something worth the time for people to watch and to pay attention to yeah and you are 100 percent right it is the least pay paying job that we can do. Uh, yes. I heard it on a podcast before of like, you know, it's more expensive for me than it is for you for us to do this show every single day. <laughs> and that is the most truest statement I've heard for a job in my life. Yes. And y'all, y'all got a whole production. See me, I get on my little LinkedIn live audio. I'm recording through Zoom. I throw that bad boy up. So there's not a real overhead, but y'all have video. Yeah. So y'all are doing the work over there and it is, it's time consuming. Learn how to edit a podcast. That is not something I thought it was going to be in my toolkit. And I was like, uh-uh. And I always, when I'm on my podcast, I'm always saying, yes, yeah, so we will be putting the episode out. And I'm like, who is we? It's me. <laughs> I think I'm trying to, you know, conjure up a team, but it's literally just me on Saturday nights when I should be out moving and grooving in here editing the podcast. Child, these people would never under only podcasters understand what it is and what it's like to have to go through what we go through to okay. make sure we get the content and everything done every week to you know secure the audience secure the bag at some point a sponsorship whatever um it's it's so funny <laughs> because so and then just to share I um so I was, I was, de I designed clothes before I went back into the corporate America life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I used to respond to emails like, yeah, we are working on da -da 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 -da. <laughs> because someone, to, someone was like, always respond with, we never respond with I. So that way they know that you have a much more team <laughs> than you actually have. And, and, you know, they clearly didn't know that it was literally just me. I'm the one responding to the emails. I'm the one posting all the content, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
it's always interesting to hear like everybody else's stories and how they conduct, you know, businesses and things from there um, to be able to solidify how they want to be seen on platforms and how they want to move their things forward. Yeah. I mean, I, part of my whole thing is I tell all of my business, I really can't help it. So they know it's just me <laughs> and I'll get on that podcast and say, please sponsor the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> or my lifestyle because I'm hilariously single too. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully and gratefully, I have had some episodes. Um, I have had some merchandise sponsors. Nice. So people who are a part of that community have been great to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for them. And just the people that I've met, man, like, I'm like, wow, y'all ain't got no job. Mm-hmm. Y'all seem top tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always interesting. You never really know uh, the people that you come across. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, just speaking about the platform. So you've mentioned that um, you, so obviously we know you have a podcast show and Mm -hmm. we know you've done some public speaking. When you step into these spaces, what is it that like thinking about like your mission and what you want people to get out of, what is like something that you always want people and listeners to take away from podcast shows, any speaking engagements that you do um, and things like that? Yeah. So I do a lot of speaking. That's actually what my bread and butter is. Mm-hmm. I coach, I speak, I facilitate, I train, you name it. So mm-hmm. that's really where I'm able to fund my lifestyle and mm-hmm. <laughs> also keep doing my podcast for the free. Mm-hmm. So For me, my actual tagline is um, transparency is the key to inclusion. Part of it is I literally cannot help but tell my business. And the other part of it is I really believe it transforms spaces Mm -hmm. because there are times, there have been times in my life where I haven't been speak up Dana or the big speaker and I haven't talked about subjects and I've had opinions and I haven't shared in detail. And I think that hindered me from connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And then when I just started saying literally what I was thinking or what I had going on, like I'll tell people quick, I have ADHD, baby. Yeah. I am so transparent. Like, yes, I'm so transparent. Like when I was like, oh yeah, I was divorced and laid off in the same month. Oh <laughs> Get into that. So the people I've been able to connect with and the spaces I've been able to transform just by talking about subjects that maybe other people are not so comfortable with sharing, uh, I don't think I can embarrass myself at this point because I feel all my own tea. Nobody can spill it. That <laughs> That's a powerful crazy. move, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. I really believe in showing people who I am, mm-hmm. not watering myself down because I had so many times in corporate spaces where I was a diluted version of myself, never being that shadow of a person again, Always showing up boldly in beautiful fashions. Makeup is hitting, hair is on point, mm-hmm. hoops and ears, mm-hmm. nails done. <laughs> like I always showing up as who it is that I am in my everyday life mm-hmm. in my professional space has allowed other people to be who they really are in their professional space. Yeah, 100%. Laid off and divorced in the same month is insane. Insanity. <laughs> I'll be doing the most. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could. It's uh, good though that you that you did this and like um like you have something for yourself because as a mom, right? So I can relate to you in that sense of like um you know being single, momming, and things like that. But like having this outlet, like for you, right? And along with it being therapeutic and creating um like connections and networking and things like that like it's something for yourself yes it truly is it feeds me I try to tell my kids you know they're teens they're twins so they're about to be 16 in March and I try to tell them y'all know I'm a big deal right and they just don't care (laughs) now you have a cool mom right half of the time they don't believe me but they have made their friends download and subscribe my podcast so um i have a little teenage operating meal that's helping me (laughs) what does my son say dana he's like um he's like you uh you guys got twenty thousand subscribers yet (laughs) i was like (laughs) they don't i know i don't (laughs) do not yet like it's not even there Um, (laughs) so just uh to as we get into um 
you know, talking about uh, like platforms and social media and things, what do you do for fun? So when you're not being the big speaker, when you're not podcasting, what do you like to get into? <laughs> oh, I, uh, you said fashion. I'm a fashion girly. Yes. I love to get dressed. Yes. I love to get dressed so much. Yeah. Um, I love wine, good Ooh. wine. Ooh. Speak to me. <laughs> and I love to move and groove, baby. I'm a shaky. If the music is going, I'm a shaky. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I really enjoy that. It's an outlet for me. And also for my mental health and for my body to remain stashed until I found my billionaire ex-husband. Mm -hmm. I stay in the gym every single morning. Um, it really helps me with mental clarity. Mm -hmm. especially because I have ADHD. So it really starts off my focus pattern for the day. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym every single morning and work out like a dog. And that will set me up for success throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So those are my things that I really, really love and probably can't do without either moving and grooving, going to that gym or looking good in my clothes. I love that. I love that. Do you watch any trash TV? Okay, so yes, I do, but also I don't have as much time. I so it. I used to be like when I needed to cut my brain off, I would cut on cut on the housewives, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But now, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting more mature, probably not because I have stuffed animals in my bed, but <laughs> <laughs> see, I told you I have my bed. <laughs> <laughs> No judgment. No Squishmallows. I love them. They're better than pillows. I love them. I love that. <laughs> um, but right now, I'm, the past couple of months, I've been so obsessed with Dateline. Mm -hmm. So I literally will crawl in bed and Keith Morrison, for whatever reason, his mm -hmm. voice just soothes me and either I fall asleep or I get captivated by the show. Mm -hmm. And they also have a Dateline podcast, which is just mm -hmm. the shows, but a podcast form. So when I don't even want the light on in the room, I could just cut on Keith Morrison's voice. He can tell me a murder story mm -hmm. and I can fall asleep. Oh my gosh. I should look that up. Side note, so where we, me and my husband got married uh, is on Dateline, <laughs> the location. <laughs> really? Another story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to have to see me. <laughs> I got to get into that episode tonight. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So last, last question. Um, so we know uh, February is Black History Month. Um do you have any Black African-American people that inspire you that you could think of off the top of your head or like oh, yeah. any authors that you just love uh, that Listen you want to mention? Listen to me. Okay. It is Black History Month, y'all. And I'm so excited to share about this person with you. Amazing. So recently I lost my grandmother and... Of course, she was my grandmother, but she also was a whole bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. She was a boss and probably the reason why I'm so passionate about inclusive spaces. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother was the first Black chorus teacher here in the city of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Wow. She taught in segregated schools back, way back when. <laughs> okay, wow. 1948, she graduated and she went back to that same school to teach in 1952. Mm -hmm. So she is literally like the history and the embodiment of history that like flows through my veins. Mm -hmm. So I've actually had the opportunity to tell her story on the news just past week because she was so impactful and we're talking about, about black history. So why not a woman who is so connected to me? Mm -hmm. Like she did decades of work inside of the school system. She really lived and breathed music. And maybe that's why I like to move and groove so much. Mm -hmm. But she taught decades of students who just showed an outpouring of love before mm -hmm. she passed and since her passing. Mm -hmm. She also was such a scholar. Like she's literally the smartest person I know. And one of the reasons why I'm wearing this proud alumni shirt from Norfolk State University and HBCU. You better Love be whole. Yes. My grandmother got her doctorate at the age of 80. Uh. <laughs> so I actually went to school right when I graduated from high school. I'm not going to tell y'all what year that was, but I didn't graduate. I really majored in just the cafeteria and hanging out with my friends. Mm -hmm. I went back to school during the pandemic and I graduated last year. Uh. She was able to see it. She was able to watch it. 
So she's truly an inspiration to me. And it's like, you can go further. You can be more, you can do whatever you want. If she could get it at 80, she passed when she was 91. She was still driving. Mm -hmm. um, if you can get it at 80, then I definitely have uh, so much more that I can do at the age of 36. Yes, 100%. I love that. Shout out to your grandmother. I think that is fantastic. Other side note, I'm in Virginia Beach a lot more than I would like to be. So we might have to get together for some cocktails. <laughs> okay, um, I need to know Betsy as well. <laughs> oh, let me say her name. Her name is yes. Dr. Ruby Lonesome um, Allen. Okay. And she yes. was a teacher at Princess Anne County High School back yes. in the day when segregation was a thing, unfortunately. I love that. Well, the last thing, tell people where they can find you and where they can follow you and all the things. Yes, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Dana Duckworth, the one in the yellow suit, the black one. Um, also follow me on my social media, Speak Up Dana, Hilariously Unemployed. That is where you can find me. Email me, go to my website, speakupdana.com. I'm very accessible, y'all. Get in my DMs, especially if you're my next billionaire ex-husband. <laughs> perfect thank you so much for joining us on today's episode dana we it was a pleasure we're gonna have to bring you back again uh for some shenanigans because mm -hmm. i i have a feeling in my heart that we could have a yang dang doodle with, with some wine and some lit candles and all the things i'm here for it um all right thank you so much and we're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back thank you dana Thank you. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the combo for today. We're back. Um, and we're going to get into our spiritual segment. Um, we're going to do it a little different today uh, because obviously not because not mostly because we're virtual, but partly because we're virtual. Um, it gives us an opportunity to do something different. Um, but I wanted to kick it off because so I mentioned that I've been helping Paris with some remodeling at his hair salon. And this meant that, you know, new things, new space. So I started to go do some um, Valentine's Day shopping and was looking for gifts. So I found a couple of things, you know, just to create newness. I found them some sage. And then I found this abundance candle that is like green. And um, and this is not a sponsored, uh, you know, portion of the show. <laughs> but if M and Co., if you see this and you do want to send us more can candles, so it's Midnight and Co. Uh, candles, and you see this, we're talking about your candle, but it's on Amazon, and this is the Abundance candle. So I think you can kind of see that it has like, um, you can see the the green Abundance crystal, which that crystal is for about for Abundance, and it has like leaves of um, eucalyptus leaves. And it smells fantastic. Um, so I bought him one and I bought us one for the show. So I have it lit today. And I wanted to read kind of the affirmation that was on the card because it comes with like a little affirmation. So it says, money is energy. You have the power within you to shift this energy and consistently create your reality. The universe has unlimited abundance, and so do you. Simply light the candle and focus on the abundance you have already created in your life all around you. You are beyond powerful. Money is always flowing to you. Open yourself up to receive. Isn't that cute? That is super cute. Um, so I just feel like, you know, just thinking in terms of how things are changing, how, um, you know, we've been working so hard on this podcast show and moving forward. Um, how do you feel like you work to, uh, accept things that are abundant, abundantly, is it abundantly clear or how do you accept your abundance or how do you take in the things that are supposed to be for you? Um, so I, uh, it's definitely a process. I, um, we kind of touched base on this outside of, uh, the, you know, recording and stuff, but I think that there are certain things, you know, that I allow to flow more naturally to myself 
and other things where I would I don't know if like self-sabotage would be the word, but like where I resist mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think just affirmations do help me a lot. And um, I think just talking to myself and reminding myself, you know, of like, you're worthy of this or you're worthy of that. And just, um, it's like, we always say to like, what comes to, like, I believe in God, you know, and stuff like that. So I think like what God has for me is like, it, it won't miss me mm-hmm. um, and it'll find its way to me mm-hmm. and just having faith and like, grounding myself and and really feeling that and like allowing it to just play out on God's time and not my time because mm-hmm. if I try to put myself or like on my time maybe I'm gonna miss the mark I'm gonna like you know block a blessing or like something that could have been better mm-hmm. so I think just patience and like just kind of grounding myself and letting things flow mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not resisting. What about for you? Yes. Um, so I've so a number of things for me. Like I um so I am very much so a no, but I need it now. I want it now. It needs to happen right now. I'm impatient. Um and um I also emotionally always attached to things that have happened to me. And that's how I uh, move forward with other things for the most part. Um, So with caution. So, you know, so when I think about accepting abundance or accepting what's for me, um, sometimes it's hard. Uh, So as of lately, I've been honestly leaning a little bit more on the universe and God to be like, okay, this is what is going to be for you. So, you know, trying to manifest, write it down, say it out loud, speak it into existence as much as possible to, because they say the, you know, the words you say, how you, and, you know, putting it into the universe is important. So, um, because I sometimes don't always have faith in the people. Does that make sense? You know, people, like we were talking about earlier and this whole conversation about being laid off in organizational change, um, you know, people make decisions based on sometimes capital gain, based on hatred, based on um, anything that, you know, makes them feel better. People make those decisions based on that. Like on um, themselves and on like themselves and like what they, yeah. Right. Like uh, uh, self-gratification and self-fulfillment. Uh, yeah, their desires. Exactly. So, you know, I try, I've been trying something different in a way, just, you know, accepting was for me, accepting that time is important. Like you have to, um, timings, everything and understanding that that is a big piece of a lot of the things and changes that come into our lives. So, um, yeah, and when it comes, I'm thankful and try to uh, show how thankful I am and speak it out loud. Um, but sometimes, yeah. It, yeah, like showing gratitude, but sometimes it can be hard. Like I, um, because you don't know. And then you also just don't know uh, how things will turn out until you get into it, until you start doing um, what it is that there is to do. I think what you said earlier right now, um, it resonates with me in the sense of like, um, like you, you move knowing like on past experiences and how that can affect like how you move forward um but also like uh like it affects the way you trust people and you know and and things like that because you don't always know where their intention lies or what you know their intention is versus like mine or like how you know what I mean like if they're Mm -hmm. even considering how you feel or you know what you want or whatever Mm -hmm. um so I think like for me it's like allowing myself you know I'm vulnerable in a lot of spaces and like I we are transparent. This is vulnerable mm-hmm. for us podcasting. Mm-hmm. 
But there's certain spaces where kind of like what Dana mentioned earlier, like where I'm not like vulnerable or transparent. And I kind of like, I don't know if dilute is the right word or not, but like where I kind of, I'm like a little more reserved and like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I think learning to surrender mm-hmm. and just allow myself to be vulnerable and everything mm-hmm. and have trust in God that, and the universe, you know, that that's all I can do and that, you know, he's going to look out for me in that sense of like, I made it this far. So, yeah. you know, 100%. I don't know if that makes sense or if my message is coming across right, but. No, 100%. It's like, you know, we have to, you, there's something that you always have to keep for yourself. Like being vulnerable is great, but sometimes there's some things that you just be like, I have to hold this for me. Like, you know, protect this. Yeah. Yeah, And I 100% understand that. Like, like you said, we, we, we are literally have, we have a platform where we are sharing, talking about our personal lives every day or every week. Um, so, you know, it's a whole thing, right? So I read a book on this, um, it's called Rising Strong by Brene Brown. And it says like, um, it takes a, it takes more bravery mm-hmm. to be vulnerable and to be transparent mm-hmm. than it does, um, you know, to just constantly just be reserved and not let, you know, and just be like, like a wall, have a wall up or like protect everything, you know, because at the end of the day, like you're putting yourself out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. your heart or your, you know, emotions, mental health, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it, you know, I don't think people always understand the, like they hear podcasts and, oh, that's fun. And that's this and that, but they don't understand the depth of it and the vulnerability to it. Um, yeah. yeah. They don't understand it, but they, uh, they think it's so, it's, they, obviously people think it's really cool, but they don't understand like the nuances behind it. Like there's so many layers to this. <laughs> Right. And like the work we have to do uh-huh. so that our mental health and everything mm-hmm. else is like, okay with what we're putting out there and like um, the vulnerable space that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But it allows for connections and abundance yes. flow. And, yes. it's, you know, and I'm glad I'm very grateful that I have you, my best friend, like in the process. Right. Because it's, mm. it's not easy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that wraps up another episode of the Hella Cheese Made podcast. Um, We hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you for coming in the meeting room. Um, It was fun. Uh, Sorry we didn't have no snacks this meeting. Catering catering (laughs) got mixed up in the rain. So sorry about that. (laughs) And also we didn't have alcohol this week because the bartender decided they didn't want to drive in the rain either. So this is, I'm so sorry about this meeting and that we didn't feed you while being here, but we are happy that you joined us. I'm, I'm corporate Dana. We're sorry. We're happy that you joined <laughs> us and we're happy that you're here. Um, and we'll see you next time. Uh, you want to close us out and tell her where they can follow us? Yeah. Make sure you guys follow us on our Instagram, Hella Cheese My Pod. Um, stay updated with, you know, like up to date pictures or behind the scenes um, pictures, things like that. And the fun we're having on set. And um, also make sure that you listen to us on uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, all platforms. Um, and yeah, oh, Patreon. Please. Yes, and Patreon. Patreon. Oh my God, please. $8 a month. <laughs> and you get to see the visual to it and the eye rolling and the facial expressions and all that. Get the whole feel. Yes. And if you're listening to this, don't forget to listen and then come and hang out with us for our live virtual event at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be live and in color and we will either be virtual or the both of us will be in the same room. Either way, we'll be live and we're going to have ourselves a yang dang doodle. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about um, the American Nightmare on Netflix. It's a documentary and... 
we're going to be drinking our wine and having fun. So make sure you come join us and make sure um, you subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're going to be live on YouTube. And it's going to be a good time. I think we're going to have fun. And then the next live event will be in March if you missed this one, but it'll also be posted on our platforms. So we look forward to hanging out with y'all. Do not text and drive because then you will lose a pinky toe. Also, everybody that's in the Southern California, Cal Northern, and all of those things, be safe out there. It is wet and rainy. Dana, can I say something? Yeah. I just got a tornado warning. Me too, and, girl. And so all my all the kids that are in schools right now, they're not they're not releasing the kids. They're having them shelter in place. Girl, I got one too. That was what was coming up on my phone when we were um earlier to the in the episode. So nobody nobody can pull their kids out right now. They have them sheltered in place. That's crazy. So be safe, guys. Be, be safe. Driving. Take your time. There's no rush. Could you imagine if that if we had a fucking tornado out here? Friend. Girl. That's why. Blowing up with all that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, if we all make it to the live event, we'll talk about it in the live event. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye, y'all.